harmony and intuition at work. Ultimately harmony appeals to a unique part of the mind and emotional being. The environment in an office can create or destroy harmony. For example red walls excite a person and will make them inclined to fight. A striking color will give you an argumentative environment. From a psychological point of view ancient customs use a certain color for a wedding, and other colors for different festivals. It all has meaning, there is a psychological significance behind the subtle realities of our lives. Consider the manufacturer of ships and planes, methods of transportation that are used daily, risking human lives. Who makes these? Who knows what suffering or internal struggles existed in the minds of the builders of the Titanic? Was there a peacemaker amongst them, coaching them to keep a certain rhythm of mind while making this great ship? Were the individuals who handled each and every beam with their hands, distracted and impatient, or living in harmony and presence? Everything that is made carries a magical influence in it. If a vehicle is made with thought quite contrary to what is required for it to run smoothly, surely danger awaits this ship, train or car. In emergency situations, often without apparent cause, a boat will be found in danger, due to a malfunction or broken piece. The cause, as stated above, can be attributed to the thoughts of its maker, or the conditions of its purchase. So it is when a house is built. The thoughts passed on by one who is building it, or by those who worked on it, are all important. In short, we understand by this concept that there is thought attached to all things prepared either by individual or by a multitude, and that thought must give and cause results. This is also true for action. Not only is energy exchanged in the construction of a thing but in the funding and management of it. I have seen many a poor person, wealthy in money at the expense of others whose life is totally cursed by toxicity in their use of black money. Dark energy surrounds people who have deceived, they and their possessions are cursed by the energy that attaches to them. Mindfulness. From this lesson, we learn the art of mindfulness. The thoughts that go into something multiply its effect by thousands. The emotional state we are in when we write a letter is worth more than all the words combined. The positive thoughts filling the mind while we cook are more important to our nourishment than the origin and source of the food itself. The love and care we invest in the writing of a story, painting picture or composing of a song, is also much more vital than the work itself. We can expand our thoughts even further to consider how our conscious and subconscious thoughts will affect our own bodies, and potentially that of the person we sleep next to. Continuously plagued with negative thoughts, or living with little gratitude, our bodies will start to reveal the toxic inner dialogue, eventually manifesting in physical disease. The following story illustrates this point clearly. An acquaintance of mine has a son who is five years old. This child has witnessed his parents' difficult and rather violent separation. During the time that the child was under the father's care, the adult would express his hate for people, his anger and violent thoughts toward his ex-wife, his wish for ill to befall others. The child absorbed these thoughts and began to experience ill health, asthma and mental stress, accidents. By internalizing his father's toxic shock, it affected this child's own health, he eventually fell seriously ill. The attitudes, thoughts and feelings that exist in our heart, not only affect our own bodies, but those around us and subsequently the things we create. This is the source of what has been called black. Finding your true nature, copyright C. Walker 2004. Money. Income gained through darkened thoughts, will breed in its owner, the torment it caused others in losing it. In the writing of a letter, the author may sometime mask the true meaning, yet the letter conveys the messages that have not been written. Words written with living thoughts behind them will have a far greater effect than a thousand pages of dry, well-written literature. Have you ever heard a letter speaking? It is not simply what is written on the paper, a letter brings the one who wrote it to life. You can decipher the mood they were in, their evolution, their pleasure, their displeasure, their joy and their sorrow. A letter carries the vibration of thought and feeling, 
as do all forms of communications. The power of inspiration can become eternal. The lifespan of a living thing does not necessarily decrease with time. According to the intensity of feeling that was put into it at the time of its creation, it may sustain the expression of its birth for a long time. The sound of a note on the piano resounds according to the intensity with which you strike the key. If you strike with less intensity it lasts a shorter time. The duration of the lifespan is directly correlated to the strength with which a knot has been struck, and the instrument you play. If man in his daily life would examine every action that has created disagreeable attitudes and caused darkness and dissatisfaction of himself, from the soul's perspective, he could simply become more mindful and change the behaviors that destroy his own creations. On the other hand, if he could consciously watch each thought, word or deed that produces an inward love, harmony and beauty as well as each feeling that had bought him wisdom, calm and peace, both aspects of life would be satisfied, the inner soul fed, as well as the outer life manifested. The soul's satisfaction is much more important than that of the body because it lasts forever. In this perspective, the mastery is in conscious management of thought, word and deed, and they can be adjusted so that harmony can be established first in the self, and then in the outer world. Inspiration, harmony is listening. The whole mystery of life can be unraveled in the understanding of its harmony. This fact is expressed in the Quran as well as the Bible. Spirit descends into matter by the law of vibration, and matter may also change to spirit through the same action. According to the metaphysical standpoint, there is a harmonic sound which is the beginning and the end of the universe. All actions and movements made in the visible and invisible world are based on rhythm and harmony. That is, they are made up of vibrations pertaining to a certain plane of existence. Mystics can lose themselves in this harmonic. Remember it is not audible to the ears, psychic and occult powers come after experiencing it, and knowledge of the visible and invisible existence is possible. Many of the great musicians in the Orient have become great saints through the power of harmony. Music was, according to this early view of humanity, the way in which our bodies came to harmonize with the spheres, creating a perfect accord between the universe, and the good of the earthly individual. According to the ancient Greeks, the earth was once a solid sphere in the center of seven transparent revolving spheres. From within this sphere exited each of the planets, the Moon, Mercury, Venus and the Sun, Mars, Jupiter, and Saturn, after which the seven days of the week were named. The sounding tones of each of these seven created the music of the spheres, which now are known as our diatonic scale of notes. There also existed a metal to correspond with each, silver, mercury, copper, gold, iron, tin and lead. The soul was known to descend from heaven to be born on earth and as it came down, picked up the qualities of each of these metals, uniting the souls and bodies with these elements of the universe, creating a unified song. Every person differs in its choice of life, in its choice of path it will follow. This differentiation comes from the variety of the human mind, for the souls, in their essence, do not differ. It is no exaggeration to say that the understanding of harmony alone could be the means by which the souls of all races, nations and families, may one day be united. The more the individual is conscious of harmony in life, the greater service he or she can render to humanity. Developing intuition, seeing with your heart. You have to learn to become what you see. Seeing with your eyes is not good enough, you must learn to feel it. You see a rose, but this is with your eyes, and if your heart is not stilled, you are not feeling it. It is not true seeing is it? While there is a separation between you and the rose, you are seeing only with your eyes. That seeing is incomplete. When you see the rose with your eyes, there is no real experience, you are actually recalling a memory, from the past, and this seeing is just recollection. You see it and go ah, that's a rose, you intellectualize it and keep moving. Did you really experience anything? Only that experience you just had is the one of the past. Your memory substitutes even the smell, 
you are just too busy to keep smelling things, you say, I already smelt a rose but what about the rose you are looking at now? Just a short glimpse of anything is enough to revive the memory of the past experiences, and simply we pass on thinking, I have seen a rose it is beautiful, but we really haven't seen this rose. You must remain with the rose. See it, with your eyes, and then feel it with your heart. How do you feel? Smell it, touch it, let it become a deep bodily experience. Close your eyes and let the rose touch your whole face. Feel it. Let the eyes and the ears touch it, smell it. Taste it with your mouth. Put it against your heart, be silent with it, give this rose a chance to be itself, give yourself the chance to experience the feeling. Forget everything else, forget the whole world, make the whole world just this rose. If your mind is thinking of other things then your experience of this rose is not real. It will not penetrate deeply. Forget all other roses, do not compare this rose to any other rose, or any other flower. There is no need to say that this is better than any other rose, or this is not as pretty as the rose I saw last week, or this is an Australian rose and that is a Russian rose, they are unnecessary thoughts. Be here with this rose now and experience all it has to offer. There are many people who will find this exercise difficult because they are not sensitive. For women it is not as difficult as it is for some men because many men have not developed these aesthetic senses. There will come a moment when there is no separation and you will say in your heart I have become a rose, I am a rose this is what happens in love. If you are in love with someone, you forget the whole world. If you are still remembering the world, then know well that this is not love. When you have forgotten the whole world, only the beloved, the lover remains. That is why I say love is meditation. You can use this technique with the rose to find your partner, to explore him or her, to know them completely. Over the past 40 years we have seen people lose this skill of becoming one with the object of their love. We have literature replacing intimacy for so many people. But they do not understand what they are looking at because they are just sitting on the surface of sex and absolutely do not understand the relationship between love and sex. Sex is like the hallway to the place of total presence where the object of love and the lover become one. Just as with the rose it is possible to become so connected to the object that there is no separation and in this time true love and intimacy is experienced, it is not a sexual thing. But sex for lovers can be like the scent, and the flavor and the touch of the rose, it can draw the senses inward until there is no separation. Zen masters have used rocks instead of roses for the object of their meditation. They say that if they can become one with a rock, then there is no human being on earth that they cannot become one with. A rose for them would be too easy. But we are not Zen masters and therefore we need to begin this practice with something that we already love. Choose an object, which is something precious to you. Feel it, go deep into it and let it go deep into you. It is not for the purpose of achieving pleasure but for the purpose of achieving stillness. The moment will come when all other objects have left you, and there is simply one in front of you and then this one will disappear. When you have forgotten all, you and the object will merge. And eventually, you will fall into the place where absolutely nothing remains. There is no you and there is no object and this is the place of absolute unconditional love. In this place there is no time and there is no space. You cannot tell where you are or how long you are there. To stay in this place for long is nearly impossible. Only those who have practiced for most of their lives achieve extended periods in this state of absolute oneness. To approach this place of love directly, without practice or without object would be very difficult and arduous. So we have the opportunity to pass through an object as a vehicle. You do not have to have an object which is tangible it can be in your imagination. But this is dangerous and can be confusing. Elsewhere in this book you are provided a series of exercises for the development of mind control and in this exercise regime first we learn to master the imagination and then we open the eyes and make the imagination reality. This for the purpose of focusing centering the mind. 
If you wish to master this process then it is important to note that you should begin with one object and not change it. Because if you change a lot you will go across the surface of this process rather than deep into it. You should use the same object every day. When you can, with great comfort, be filled with the flower or whatever the object you have chosen, then you will say now I am the flower. Then all else is forgotten, and you can experience this repeatedly. This is an amazing achievement in itself. The second part of this process which is to allow the rose to vaporize and for you to sit in the void which was the rose and now you become nothing. Soul Guidance, Life Purpose There are two aspects of individual harmony, the harmony between body and soul and harmony between individuals. The soul celebrates moments of eternal love, yet mankind becomes so engrossed in the material that the soul's true comfort is neglected. This keeps mankind dissatisfied through all monetary comforts he may enjoy, but not understanding that this hunger has a never-ending appetite, the soul is not satisfied by the senses. Being in harmony with the world around you, makes you the receptacle of the harmony of life. We can all intuition the presence of energies. Every external activity is directed by an inner emotion that is guided by a source or principal cause. Every cause has its effect and all effects are working toward a specific purpose. In the daily events of life, this order is not always obvious amongst the chaos of anger or trauma. People often see themselves victimized and therefore cannot attain a balance that has occurred, in effect, from a lack of order. But it is not the lack of order that is the cause, it is the surface impression which is damaged and must be corrected. Yet to the keen observer, awaken to the real world there is nothing but order. With its every motion, the purpose becomes more definite, and in evolution it adjusts itself, creating perfect harmony, although in limited time the same activity may appear inharmonious. Therefore good and evil, right and wrong, when viewed by the keen mind, correspond with a certain purpose, and are therefore harmonious. Every individual experiences either harmony or disharmony, depending on how tuned in they are. The more they are open to all that is beautiful and harmonious, the more their life will resonate with universal harmony. Their friendly attitude towards everyone they meet surrounds them, creating an atmosphere through which their individual harmonic will flow. They will know the future. Life makes its effect on the human heart through the law of harmony. Experiences have either a warm or a cold effect, according to their element, since all elements are made of different degrees of vibrations. Therefore, intent can produce agreeable or disagreeable effects upon our mind and heart. Dreams, a powerful source of insight. Harmony also operates during our sleeping hours. A clear intuitive, calm mind during the day, will produce a powerful depth of dream state. Dreams are the intuition at work while the perceptions of the outer world are resting. At this time, the intuition must receive messages from a deeper well of consciousness, the subconscious can feed your intuition. But the same qualities that allow for accurate and clear intuition during the day also exist at night. A disturbed mind during the day creates, unquestionably, a disturbed mind at night. Clear, focused and concentrated thought, with mental stillness during the day, will become stillness and concentration at night. There never exists a dream without meaning. If the dream has nothing to do with intuition, it is a purely automatic activity of all that the mind has gone through during the day. The same activity repeats itself automatically just like a moving picture before us. Yet even behind the screen, there is meaning, for nothing is projected onto the curtain of the mind, which does not take root in the soil of the heart, producing similar flowers and fruits. If in the dream intuition is working, then the dream is narrating something from the past, present, or what is in the future. It has been suggested that dreams which occur in the early stages of sleep are the reflections of the day just past. Dreams of the middle stages of sleep are those of the imagination, fears and memory. Disturbing and confusing dreams are great insight into the unseen conditioning of the daily life and thoughts. Then there are dreams in the last hours of sleep, the morning dreams. 
These dreams are the predictions, the intuitions of the real future. These images are most likely to predict the future and will create the template for a reality yet to come. There is however, a kind of dream which shows everything like a reverse mirror. This is a condition of the mind in which everything appears quite the contrary to what it is. The mind has been turned upside down, and therefore all that a person sees is upside down, especially in this dream state. Sometimes the dream shows quite the opposite of what was, what is, and what is going to be. If a person does not understand the nature of the dream, they would interpret it quite contrary to its reality. There are also dreams called visions. These are the early morning dreams and are typically about the conscious focus of the individual during the hours before sleep or during the previous day, and can also be a projection of events happening during this phase of their life. If this person is thinking about their future, the dream would be reflective of that future, and if they are thinking of themselves, then the dream is about themselves. If it is about the past, or plans of the future, or details of children, the dimension of the dream is the reflection of the dimension of life that is within the consciousness of the individual at that time. However, the content of the dream may not look at all like the idea that motivated it. Surreal imagery is sometimes used in dreams to portray elements of insight, which are abstract, but always relevant. The deeper we go in seeking understanding of the mind and dreams, the more we find that in the understanding dreams, their nature, their mystery, and their character, the more we understand the secret of life as a whole. The difference between impulse and intuition is significant. Impulse is like the spontaneous reaction or action springing from the conditioning of the ego. Intuition comes from a deeper source. Impulse guided by intuition is a successful combination. Impulse guided by impulse is not. Symbolic dreams are the activities of the subconscious mind. For this reason, it has been easy for mystics to see the evolution of a person from their dreams. An individual's dreams can lead to a deeper consciousness than the individual is otherwise capable of accessing. People with incredible imagination have wonderful dreams, and the splendor of their dreams is shown in their amazing symbology. The mind creates a reaction on the body, therefore dreams can be inspired by the body. For example, a dream may be inspired by a feeling of pain in the body. Therefore, it is natural that a bodily disorder may throw a shadow on the mind and produce the same disorder in the mind. Dreams of flying signify the inner yearning for escape, an innate desire to rise above all and fly free of the body and material limitation. These dreams often reflect impending travel plans, or opportunities for change and movement. People who rarely dream are still imaginative. In fact, individuals who never dream are often very happy. It can be said that a very spiritually advanced person does not dream much due to their contentedness, just like a very dense person may not dream much, as they are quite blissful in their ignorance. The difference between a dream and a vision. The difference between a dream and a vision is a profound one. Vision is an emotion-free description of the realistic future. It contains details but little description. For example, there will be $20,000 in my bank account, versus a dream state which can be described as I will be blessed and will have $20,000 in my bank account and I will be so happy. The second description is fantasy because the emotion is expressed in the statement. This emotion is lopsided. It claims to contradict the laws of nature, as it inferences that the owner has stepped down their inspiration through their vision to an infatuation or dream. Dreams of this nature rarely come true because they are emotionalized into fantasy. There is a loss of real-time presence in this emotional outpouring. 